This is the Hageman brothers. This is Dan. And I'm Kevin Hageman. We are. See, now it sounds like you're not a Hageman, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> whether the whether we are am I a Hageman or not, we are the creators of Star Trek Prodigy. And you're listening to Discovering Trek Prodigy with Emily and Mike Oviak. on Discovering Trek, the Star Trek Universe Companion, presented by Fansets. And this is a special bonus episode of Discovering Trek Prodigy, because Emily and I got the chance to uh, be at the Star Trek Prodigy junket that took place a couple weeks ago. And even though it was a very short time, uh, four minutes each, we got to talk again with Kate Mulgrew. And we got to talk, or at least ask a single question each, of Brett Gray, the voice behind Al, and Ella Purnell, the voice behind Gwyn. So, as I always say, my co-host is my progeny, Emily, and uh, Em, it was your first time doing a junket, and everyone seemed to be highly interested in seeing you there, but what were your feelings going into that junket? Fear. Fear, <laughs> terror, anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, it was a lot for, for me, mm-hmm. but it was fun. I would do it again probably if I didn't know I wasn't going to freak out. <laughs> You'd probably do it again even if you did know you were going to freak out. Yeah. Uh, but it was very cool. You know, like we said, we've talked to Kate already once before. Uh, this was a second chance to do it, uh, but we had never talked with Brett and Ella. So even though we only got to ask them a single question, uh, it was nice to be able to do that. So let's get right into the episode. Look at you guys, Trek geeks, Mike and Emily. I'm delighted to see a father and daughter duo. <laughs> How are you? I'm so good. All the better for seeing you guys together. Emily, are you a Star Trek fan? Yeah. Is it Voyager? What do you like best? Um, Strange New Worlds, probably. (laughs) She's honest. She's honest. It's good. good. So um, we've seen at the last couple of conventions, we've seen a lot of young people in line to meet you. Is it? fulfilling to you that uh, you're now becoming an inspiration to a whole new generation of kids? No, it's beyond fulfilling. It's really, it's thrilling. I mean, this is, this is exactly the right demographic for Star Trek. Mm -hmm. I mean, young children really absorb this. They love it. They're taking the trip in a way that older people, I think their own cynicism sort of prevents that. So I'm having, I'm having a great time doing it. Absolutely great. Awesome. Are you surprised with how Prodigy has kind of become like a stepping stone into Star Trek for like all ages and not just for younger kids? I'm not only surprised, Emily, I'm so delighted um, what you're putting your finger on because you're very smart. You're incredibly smart, even though Strange New Worlds is your favorite and not Voyager. <laughs> I'm going to answer your question. I think the cross-generational aspect that your question brings to mind is what is so brilliant about Prodigy. 
Um, these kids are watching with their mothers who watched Voyager, et cetera, and, and their mother watched Next Generation. And this conversation then it becomes very, very broad in spectrum and in scope. And that's really gratifying. <clears throat> that was a good question. <laughs> very good question. Yes. What's so, pod, please? Um, that is that's the name of the company that uh, our podcast is on. Oh, okay, good, great. So, uh, so without spoiling anything, because we don't want to get into spoilers right now, you personally, are you a point, are you at a point in your scripts that you're reading that you know what's going on with Chakotay? Yes, but I'm not going to breathe a word because it's so, listen to this, you guys, it is so tantalizing, so harrowing, and so ultimately rewarding that if I were to breathe even a scintilla of a spoiler to you, it would be devastating. Perfect. That's the kind <laughs> of thing we want to hear. Okay. <laughs> um, so now that Janeway has returned in an animated form, fans are pretty eager to see her in live action. So if the offer was made to you, would you return to live action again? I'd consider it. You know, I'm getting a lot of questions about this. People really seem to want to get live Janeway back. Um, and therefore, I would consider it if I could have the same level of excellence that I'm enjoying on Prodigy and that I enjoyed on Voyager. But it would have to be absolutely excellent. Don't you agree, Emily? Yes. What's the point of doing anything if it's not great, right? Mm -hmm. Because life's too short, right? Although you don't know that yet because you're only what? What age? 13. Do you like being 13? It's okay. You know, at 13, I knew what I wanted to do with my life. Do you know? Uh, I think so. What do you think? Um, well, I want to be an artist, but I also want to work with animals. So I'm kind of confused. But I, I have. Why couldn't you do both? You can do both. Yeah, I guess. I really want to go to Rhode Island School of Design. Oh, it's so good. RISD's the best. Mm -hmm. The best. My son is an artist. He didn't go to RISD, he went to Otis. But I highly encourage you to do that. You'll learn, you'll find out exactly who you are as an artist at RISD. I can promise you that. And then you can always become a vet later on. Mm -hmm. And Thank you sure. have a father who supports and loves you. You're doing this together. This is great, you guys. This is what I like to see. You know, it's reinforcing. It's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, okay. It was enjoyable. And Take yours. Care. You both are terrific. Thank you. Thank Bye, you. Emily. Library computer. Data being received. Um, so our first question is for Brett. So your character kind of started off as like a brat. So are you happy with the are you happy with the progression of Dal now that he's kind of becoming a role model? Yeah, I feel like, you know, I get that a lot. <laughs> um just in his real life. Just in his yeah, seriously. <laughs> no, but um I think you know it's it's hard because you know taking people's past and their stories uh into account is really hard and difficult, I think, sometimes to do. And Dal is so boisterous and so sort of cocky that um he can sort of turn people off from empathizing with him at first. Um the truth is he's been trapped on a child labor planet um, for most of his adolescent life and forced to not communicate with anyone around him. And which I think, you know, breeds is like breeding ground for insecurity and um, just projection of, of self onto other people. And so it's been really like 
incredible to watch Dow learn those real lessons of sort of like taking himself out of the picture and learning to be a leader and learning what it actually means to care about someone. And, um, you know, he hasn't had a lot of people in his life who have genuinely cared about him. He found out that the people he thought cared about him actually sold him <laughs> to the <laughs> child labor planet. So, um, you know, sometimes it can be really hard for someone to exercise love if they haven't received it. Um, and so to watch Dow get with this group of people who do love him and do care about him and to watch that sort of shell break down has been really awesome for me. So, yes, I'm glad that he's becoming a role model. I'm glad that he went from such one extreme to the other because people can really see, you know, the journey that it takes sometimes for you to, to, to sort of like own your leadership and who you are. Mm, thank you. So, Ella, um, do you think that Gwyn is inspiring kids right now that don't have a great relationship with their parents to build up strong friendships and continue to reach out for success? Yes. And that was so lovely. And, and that's exactly what I love about it and what I think I hope some people take away from the character is how to forge your own identity uh, away from what you came from. You know, your family does not define you. Where, you. where you come from does not define you. And your past does not define you. You know, Gwen's done some bad things undo, under the guise of, you know, under the thumb of her father and what she thought she was. And she was, she believed a lie her whole life. And uh, and she also grew up in Tazimora. You know, they, they come from different sides, but they have similar experiences. And I think being able to flourish as your own person amongst your chosen family and learn how to love when you realize that your definition and version of love is actually really corrupt and toxic and not right and bad. Um, I, I think that's, it's a really hard thing that we are, even adults struggle with. Um, so if we can get in there when they're young, then maybe they're healed. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, believe it or not, our four minutes is up. So we thank you both for your wow. time. Thank you. Thank you so Take much. Care. Thank you. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed our few interview questions with Kate Mulgrew, Brett Gray, and Ella Purnell as part of the Star Trek Prodigy uh, press junket. Uh, we hope all of you, and if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably excited to see what season 1.5 of Prodigy holds in store for us. And if you enjoyed this discussion that we had, check out other Great podcasts on our network. Uh, in addition to Discovering Trek, there's Trek Geeks, Polytrex, Five Year Mission, the podcast, Deep Space Pride, Drawn to Trek, Infinite Trek, Divine Treasury, The Sci Fi Sisters, Science Station 2, With the First Link, and Con Pod. You can find all of these shows and where to listen on, on trekgeeks.com slash listen or by downloading the Trek Geeks mobile app. The Trek Geeks Podcast Network. No one talks Trek like we do. As we said, you're probably looking forward to season 1.5 of Prodigy. So keep your eyes on Paramount Plus for any uh, little things that we might have thrown out there as far as tidbits. 
but we know that the first episode will be Thursday, October 27th. So mark your calendars. Until then, never stop discovering. Music for Discovering Trek is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Discovering Trek is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.